Welcome to Unworldly Everything. You have now opened the door to higher worlds and unanswered questions. On the show, we seek the fringes of our mental limits and deep dive into all things superhuman, supernatural, and paranormal. We are your hosts, psychic medium Bonnie McCliss and my psychic daughter, Julia Gerber. Join us as we move through a journey of awakening this strange, mystical, spiritual revolution. In this episode, we will take a look at what blocks our abilities to see deeper into the astral world and access the divine birthright of our psychic ability. What you will receive are simple approaches that are not found in most psychic development books. This content is a behind-the-scenes plan to jumpstart your natural gifts quickly and easily. At the very end of this episode, we will have a short meditation to uncover your present psychic gifts and discover which subtle senses you naturally use to receive intuitive messages. Most of us could agree that when it comes to things like imagination or abilities to see planes and dimensions beyond this world, children are the most connected. Children connect to the psychic birthright because they are fresh souls. Most have parents that give them plenty of space to explore the lighter side of life. They are without adult burdens and have yet to encounter a lifetime's worth of pain and ego triggers. I think it's helpful to deconstruct the mind of a child when attempting to launch your own psychic strengths and abilities. However, before we do that, let's actually take a look at the behavior of energy. In physics, energy is a quantitative property that must be transferred to an object in order to perform. This law of energy states that it can be converted into form, but not created or destroyed. In other words, energy can shapeshift into just about anything. We as humans just can't create it or end it. You could actually even say that humans are just the interpretive artists of energy. If we put this law of energy to the test, how can we reconcile this idea of imagination? We have been told our whole life that our imagination is the opposite of reality. And then when we use it, we're just creatively making up a dreamland that didn't exist. After a certain age, if we are still using that imagination and a resident of that dreamland, we're just a social oddity, or even worse, a downright liar. I remember growing up and getting the paddle time and time again for lying or making up stories. Basically, I was cute and creative until I reached an age where I was expected to conform. When I continued this interpretation of energy into all forms that no one else could validate or understand, I was then considered dysfunctional. A perfect example of this mutation of truth beyond reason would be when I would report to my mother and friends about seeing lights and flying ships in the Nevada desert sky. 
as a child, I knew what I saw and could even feel the intention behind this intelligent light phenomenon. The lights were here to help us somehow. Of course, I was told that I was imagining this and that it wasn't real. Trying not to be an outcast, I set off thinking about where these lights would fit into the real world. And then in my childhood brain, I remember the moment I had an epiphany. I was told year after year that Santa Claus had a magic sleigh that would fly through the sky with beautiful intentions to bring joy to the world. This must be what I was seeing throughout the year. I was so proud of my newly reconciled discovery bridging the gap between my truth and adult truth. So I confidently reported to my family and the children at school that I was seeing Santa in the night sky all year long. As you may expect, this did not go over well. (laughs) In fact, this made things so much worse. This was the beginning of being teased and bullied at school. Kids would laugh at me for either being a baby and still believing in Santa Claus, or being some kind of weirdo or a liar. One could see through this example how individual and collective truths of humanity, although well-intentioned in the beginning, can collide and distort, causing fear and pain. I tried to reconcile the truth of two worlds in my child brain and ended up caught between a tangled Christmas myth told by adults and a mystery of lights in the sky. Refuted on both accounts, I began to doubt my own truth and wonder if there was actually something terribly wrong with my brain. I know what I saw, and I was being told that I was out of line for seeing it. I know each of us have a story of believing our own truth and then being told by loved ones or friends that it's all made up and in our head. The question we arrive at is this, how can we ever believe in the beyond if we have been told in our formative years that imagination simply isn't real? We begin to stand firmly in the knowledge that all energy comes from somewhere And you are the artistic interpreter. There really isn't any use of trying to discern what you are receiving as right or wrong information, especially in the beginning. Psychic information comes to you almost as an intuitive invitation to become a unique interpreter of the many stages of energy. Where has it been? Where is it now? Where is it going? While my intuition is not nearly as developed and not used quite to the capacity of my mom's, it is something that everyone can grow and utilize in their everyday lives. Ever since I was little, I seem to be a magnet for the underdogs. Almost all of my friends were the kind of people that were shy, quiet, or weird in some way, or people who struggled with problems or self-image or relationships with others. Over time, I learned to use my intuitive gifts to help these people that I care about. It's a step above empathy or saying the right thing to make people feel better. Intuition can give you the tools to really help people and console with wisdom and clarity that comes from above yourself. 
people have expectations of what psychic experiences should look and feel like, but sometimes it's something small and subtle in your everyday life. And I think it's important to remember that this isn't just a one-done kind of thing. The more you practice and the more effort you put into growing your intuitive sense, the easier and better it gets, as with learning any skill. After cultivating the belief that energy is just energy, and that you are the interpreter with no attachment to wrong or right information, it is time to practice letting your imagination out of prison and trusting whatever comes to you. It will feel in the beginning that you are just making information up. This is a very real and palatable stigma against using the imagination to extract truth. You may run into strong feelings of self-doubt, fear, and sometimes even shame as you attempt to put your imagination in the driver's seat. It can feel downright wrong and ironically counterintuitive. My advice is this, push through and trust whatever pops up in your imagination, no matter what. And again, don't be concerned with wrong or right. Just practice trusting yourself and honoring what is. So let's do a quick psychic development practice in trusting whatever pops up in your imagination. I want all of you out there listening to follow along and try to do the exercise too. I'm going to ask you some silly questions and I want you to try and trust the first thing that comes into your mind and say it out loud. I don't care what it is. It doesn't even have to make sense to the question that I'm asking. So to do this, Julia, can we use you as our psychic guinea pig to give them a little bit of a better understanding about what we're doing? Of course. Okay. All right. You look a little nervous. <laughs> okay. So Julia, I'm going to ask you just some really crazy random questions. And I want you, again, to trust the first thing that pops in your mind. Okay. Ready? All right. So keep your mind nice and still and calm. Breathe. Good. Okay. All right. Here we go. Question number one. First thing that pops into your head. What is Garth Brooks' spirit animal? Fidget. A fidget? <laughs> Garth Brooks' spirit animal is a fidget? Okay, let's take this the next step. Did you see a fidget? No. Darn it. I wanted to know what that looked like. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Did you hear the word fidget? Yeah. You heard fidget. Okay, yeah. so you received it through a clear audience experience. We'll talk a little bit more that, about that in a minute, but okay, awesome. Well done. Here we go. Question number two. First thing that comes to your mind, Julia. What did I want to be when I was a little girl? Dinosaur. A dinosaur. <laughs> Nobody's believing uh, our psychic training anymore. Okay, so um, dinosaur. So I know this sounds a little crazy what she's saying, but she's doing it right. We really want to get away from the idea of the right structured answer to the right structured question. We're kind of stretching our wings and going through this preliminary just freedom exercise. So, all right, Julia. So did you see a dinosaur in your yes. mind? Okay. And may I ask which dinosaur it would be? Are we talking Stegosaurus? Are we a like, T-Rex? Yeah, I like the Stegosaurus. That was my favorite plates. dinosaur as a kid. In fact, you did not know this because I've never told you this. I was quite obsessed with dinosaurs. And my favorite dinosaur was a Stegosaurus. So thank you oh, for pulling you that out of my child archive. 
Let's try one more. I hope you guys are doing this um, along with us and trusting the first thing that pops into your mind. All right, let's think of a doozy. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, question number three. What is your next door neighbor's greatest fear? Dogs. Dogs. Interesting. Okay. Now, how'd you come to dogs? Did you... I felt you quiver a little bit. Did you have a hard time with that one? I did. Yeah, I, I, I felt it. Uh, there was like another answer and then dogs kind of came out exactly. louder. That's what I thought. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that happened actually because that, that can happen when we're trying to just trust the first thing that pops into our minds, especially when it's a loaded question around fear or death or pain. Our mind goes into this kind of trauma response of fight or flight um, and we panic a little, even if it's not about our own fear. So um, yeah, so if that happens to you and you feel like you're going back and forth, toggling for an answer, keep that in mind and just try to do it again and reset, keeping your mind really still. So okay, Julia, I'm going to ask you this again. Question. First thing that comes to your mind, what is your next door neighbor's greatest fear? Trust the first thing that pops into your mind. Animals, lamp. Animals, like. lamp. <laughs> okay, that's great. Okay, uh, we're going to go with that. That was a little bit better. I could feel um, less limitation um, from your energy. So it was actually animals the first time. Animals and then dog. And then you kind of refined it again, to dog. Yeah. Okay, got it. Right. Let's let's take this one step further. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to go back to that question of your next door neighbor's greatest fear. Slow it down. You saw animals, and I'd be willing to bet. There's more of a visual experience in there than you originally thought. Let's just check on that. And everybody listening, see if you can flush out the answer that you got. Was there more of a visual behind it? Like a house and a fence and a yard outside. Good. Excellent. Isn't that amazing how you're like, it was a flash. I, I don't know. It was just a word. But then when you really slow down and sit with the information you are receiving... It gives you the rest of the story. It begins to expand. Good job, Julia. Thank you for being our guinea pig. And everybody out there, I hope that you were able to just catch the first thing that popped into your mind. Another aspect of psychic development is determining what type of psychic information you would choose to access and how it is best received. It is a common misconception about psychic and medium work that when you open yourself up to intuitive information, you become bombarded with it all, all of the time, and it is out of your control. All psychic information runs through us like water through a sieve. Your mind and consciousness can actively decide how to direct your will in retrieving psychic energy and information meaning you can choose to interpret someone's pain and loss or their future talents and triumphs. We really do have a choice to interpret energy from all planes of the soul's multidimensional existence. It helps to set an intention of how and why you would like to access psychic information and to remember that energy will ultimately flow where our intention goes. There are many types of psychic gifts some people develop the gift of sight, also known as clairvoyance. Others are gifted with an inner knowing or hearing. We call this instantaneous knowing claircognizance and the gift of inner hearing clairaudience. 
The most commonly experienced psychic attribute would be the ability to feel the subtle realms of energy. This is referred to as being empathic or an empath. If you're not sure which of these would be your psychic strength, just think about how you experience your everyday life. Are you involved with the visual arts? Are you a master of matching your clothes or rearranging your furniture? Do you have an opinion on all things aesthetic? Or rearrange other people's homes and wardrobes in your mind? If so, then you would most likely want to journey into developing your inner seeing or clairvoyant abilities. Your outer strengths can often point you in the direction of your inner talents. If you are naturally a good listener or speaker, or even often hear random song lyrics in your mind, you may align with the gift of clairaudience and audible psychic messages. If you are a natural-born counselor or healer, always seeking to be of service to others, empathizing with their pain and naturally gravitating towards advice and anecdotes, your strongest intuitive gift may fall under the strengths of an empath. A natural psychic ability to feel energy in your body as information. The last of the psychic clairs can be the hardest to acknowledge and uncover. Claircognizance, the ability to receive information at the speed of thought. It often feels like it's just your own intellect or instinct, or just your good sense chiming in. You have a quick wit and the ability to know how to finish someone else's thought or idea. Claircognizant people can usually be caught saying, I know what you need to do, or followed by a strategy or a game plan before they even hear the end of your question. When asked how they know, they often will respond with, I don't know how I know. I just know. So now we are going to move into a quick test to determine your strongest natural psychic gifts through a meditation. As we move through this meditation, be aware of what comes to you naturally. Are you seeing the information that you're guided to see? Are you hearing pieces of information from your higher self for your guides? Do you just have an all-over knowing of what needs to be delivered to you at this time? Or are you feeling energy course through your body? Close your eyes now and follow me on a short journey up a wintry trail in the Appalachian Mountains. Slowly allow your mind to open and expand using your imagination. Begin to see or know that you're just all suited up with a heavy backpack and tent and a sleeping bag. You have waited your entire life to take this journey. You're so excited. You stand at the base of this mountain, feeling all kinds of emotions run through your body, adrenaline, fear. You begin to feel yourself walking the footsteps hit the ground, the snow collapsing underneath your feet.
for the next few moments in your mind, kind of freestyle, begin to climb this mountain. If you can, as you're climbing, fix your sight on the clear view of the snow-capped mountains around you in the distance. The pine trees practically glow as the sun hits the frost-coated branches. Ask your guides to step into this meditation now. Open yourself up, relaxing and releasing. Allow them to assist you in this sacred journey up the side of this mountain now. With a crystal clear mind, we open ourselves up to receive any messages that are forming now and making their way to our consciousness. Keep climbing and notice that you're actually not too far from the top. Once you reach the top, lift your head and look up at the sky. The clouds will begin to make pictures. You may see in your mind's eye animals or even visions of your past or future. This is clairvoyant communication. Be still and receive now. Now tune in and listen to the wind. Can you hear the wind? messages and words in this wind. Open yourself and try to receive and hear. This is clairaudient communication. present moment right now. Be still and notice that you're receiving thoughts or ideas that just simply float into your mind now. This is claircognizant communication.
tune in to your body standing at the top of this mountain, releasing and relaxing. Can you begin to feel subtle energy moving? Can you feel information forming in your body? This is clairsentient communication. for you to receive information through sight or is it through words or knowing or feeling maybe there's more than one maybe it's all now completely let go of your situation let it all go and just simply begin to imagine or feel that you're beginning to levitate slowly slowly losing your physical form float for a few moments here practicing complete surrender Ribbons of light move all around and even through your energy. You are no longer bound. Keep your mind still and ask yourself the question, what needs to be released? What is that something that you have outgrown that has kept you in a limited spiritual state? Trust what comes to you immediately and send it to the light. You are free to travel between worlds and trust yourself once again. Okay, I'm just not satisfied. I really want to dig a little bit deeper into your psychic ability, Julia. I really feel like there is an image to a fidget. Garth Brooks' spirit animal is a fidget. I know you had to have seen something. It was like a, a name of something. It was the name of Garth Brooks' spirit animal. <laughs> yeah, Garth Brooks. <laughs> like a parrot or something, like a little okay. bird fidget. You saw it then. <laughs> Do you see? If you just kind of go back and hold with a piece of information. So you got fidget, but really fidget is like a canary? 
Yeah, that was the word that came out of my mouth first, but it was like birds was the thing that I was seeing. I don't know why I said fidget. It was okay. just kind of blah. Somebody needs to call Garth and tell him this fascinating piece of information. Please don't. Okay. Please don't. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Unworldly Everything. 